Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th. Best time for caffeination is the nighttime. Alive and undead, I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am joined by the amazing Krista Michaels. Krista, how are you? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, yeah. As we were saying, uh, when, when we, uh, before we went on, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, me coming across uh, Manted. Uh, yeah, I saw that it was uh, playing at Rocky Mountain Nightmares and, uh, you know, went and found it on, on Troma Now. You know, what a, what a great home for, for awesome films. Hell yeah. Like I, I love trauma. Uncle Lloyd is like super supportive of the indie arts and um, we have a, our first couple of short films around there and uh, I, I love supporting him as much as he supports everyone else. So That's yeah, go check out trauma now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for everybody out there uh, after this broadcast, you know, make sure to, to go check it out on trauma now, uh, but, uh, but Manted. And then uh, you said uh, your first film uh, is it one Monday is also on there. Right. Yeah. One Monday is just a little uh, three-minute mental health awareness piece that we did uh, during lockdown. You know, because we we wanted to make a film. We were actually working on a script for something a, a little bit longer, still a short film. But um, when the lockdown happened and COVID and everything uh, kind of messed up our plans. And, uh, you know, we were depressed for a while, but we actually, you know, picked ourselves up and we, we said we're going to make just a three-minute piece in our apartment here in, uh, in Denver. And so we did, and um, yeah, I'm very proud of it. You know, we had something nice to say, and it, it gave us the inspiration to do our next project. We just wanted to see, like, uh, you know, can we make something that was halfway cinematic? And I feel like we accomplished that. So, yeah, I'm very, That's very cool. excited. That's cool. Uh, for for those uh, that aren't familiar with you, uh, Krista, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you come from, and how you got into filmmaking? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I'm i Krista Michaels. I am a transgender filmmaker. And uh, I grew up in Southern Virginia. And it kind of got started in high school. I started doing uh, behind the scenes stuff at theaters. Uh, I did, I was a 35 millimeter projectionist at one point. Um, I did sound design and poster design. I've always like been into that world. Nice. Um, eventually, uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I, I started doing some behind the scenes extras 
you know, for a Blu-ray releasing company. So I worked on a couple of really cool like slasher movies and some other uh, obscure horrors. That was a lot of fun. Um, but honestly, I've been wanting to make films since high school. I'm 36 now, so it took a really long time. But um, anybody out there who's an aspiring filmmaker, you can do it and it's it's never too late, you know, just yeah. find the right time, the right projects. And, um, you know, one of the things that inspired me was when I was living in Los Angeles, I would say for the first time about 2008, and this was prior to my transition even, um, I was with a friend, we were looking for a place to eat. And we looked in the, the local paper and I had heard about this restaurant apparently run by Steven Spielberg's mom. Oh. And uh, it was this little place called the Milky Way. Okay. And um, I was like, okay, well, let's just stop in there. I have no idea. Like, you know, I didn't know she would even be there. We, we stopped in one day, um, small little place. And um, she met us, she met us at the door and seated us. And I was freaking out because I was like, oh my God, that's her. I started looking around the room um, and Spielberg is one of my heroes since childhood, you know? Yeah. I started looking around the room. I saw the actual Jaws clapperboard on the wall, like with the shark teeth that do like this. Yep. Um, posters of everything from Hook and Close Encounters and unbelievable. Um, eventually she served us our food. I think I ate and everything. And I finally built up the courage. I went up to her and I was like, hey, uh, I'm a huge fan of your son. And I want to be a filmmaker myself. And um, I'm sure I was stuttering, uh, super yeah. nervous. But she told me, uh, she goes, that's my little Steven. That's my little boy. I'm so <laughs> proud of him. And, um, and she looked at me and said, I, I believe you can do it too. Nice. And, yeah. um, you know, I never forget that. Like, unfortunately, you know, she passed away several years ago now. But um, at it's something small, but it, it stayed with me and I knew I could do it. So I did. So yeah. I'm very happy uh, to have uh, released two shorts now and working on our next feature. So that's where I'm at. That, that, that's awesome. How, you know, like the, just those, those tiny little human moments, you know, can just light the fuse and, and watch, you know, help, help uh, energize things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the, the human connection and, and that's what filmmaking is, is collaboration and, Right. It's never me, myself, and I. It, it takes a whole team. It, it takes a community to make anything happen. And, um, you know, that's what I've been seeing with my latest project, The Girls, too. And so I'm super, super pumped just for, like, I'm getting emails from people, like, ready for post-production. Like, hi, I have songs I want to lend you. Or I want to work on as a gaffer. Or it's just uh, really interesting stuff going on. So That's cool. For, you know, uh, yeah, you're... You're uh, starting to work on your first feature film, The Girls. Uh, can you tell us uh, about uh, about that? You know what it's about and, and how it came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I never wanted to make a trans-related film. Mm -hmm. It's an important topic to me, but you know, it just—I guess if it ever happened, I was waiting for the right project. Mm -hmm. um, everything that's been going on. Uh, Politically speaking, in the news and on um, social media and everything lately, it, it's, it's been pretty dire, pretty scary for a lot of LGBTQ people in general. And I started to take a look uh, at the trans films out there. And though there's some good ones, 
um, I don't want to make this sound bad, but nothing was like speaking to me personally. I wasn't seeing, um, I, I didn't want to do a trans film that was like another coming of age story, you know, where you're coming out to your family and friends and then having issues at work. And though there, there's a time and a place for that, there's some great films like that. I just feel like I've seen that. And if I were going to do this subject matter, I wanted to do something that spoke to me. So what am I inspired by are the exploitation films of the 70s and 80s, um, practical effects, uh, sex, drugs, nudity, um, gore. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to show that trans people are real people that are interesting. Um, so this film, The Girls, is about three trans women traveling cross country for a once in a lifetime Halloween party. And something goes wrong at this party where they encounter three backwoods bigots uh, is what we're going with here right um and all right so i'm, I'm sorry it's four trans women um mm -hmm. these are these are trans women that have they've been out for a while they're just enjoying their lives i just wanted to show how human we are and uh, funny and creative and sexy and that we can be and I think it's it's just gonna it's such a fun project to work on, um, you know. As soon as we started diving into it with my co-writers, uh, Brandy Bryant and Jessica D'Amelio, we just had a blast like writing all the way through. And we have another draft coming. That I'm super excited about. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, please let me know. But that's basically that. That's how it got started. So, that's yeah. That's. That's awesome. Yeah, my uh, experience watching trans representation in, in film, you know, and, and even like in horror or like suspense films too, too often made out to be like, you know, some kind of villain. And, and yeah, it really does need to be, you know, a lot more uh, of, uh, you know, positive representation, you know. Absolutely. You know, so, so many times, you know, there's so many opportunities like, yeah, uh, you know, trans people can be heroes too they're just like everybody else they want to have a good time oh definitely yeah and you know everybody's always saying who you know detractors are like okay so so stop trying to like shove your lifestyle or your agenda or your characters into our movies make your own and so that's what i did i'm, I'm going to make my own yeah. and if they have a problem with that and they will let's be real mm -hmm. um well I'm ready for it because it's just going to put more eyes on the project. So let's go. Yeah, no, that, uh, that that's awesome. My hat's off you know, to you, you know, for, for, you know, taking that, uh, that step and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there, you know, ready to buy my first ticket to go see your film. So yeah, I appreciate that. that. Yeah. It, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know, yeah. For everybody that's out there, uh, watching, uh, there is an Indiegogo uh, campaign that's going for this uh, for uh, the girls right now. It's uh, the link is scrolling down below. You can do a screen grab of that. Uh, it's also in the comment section too, almost to the very top. Um, so you know when you get a chance, go and support uh, you know uh, fantastic filmmaking and great art and great storytelling. And, uh, you know, from a perspective, too, that I think we need to see more of. Um, but, yeah, that, that sounds absolutely amazing. I wanted to, you know, uh, kind of go back just a second and uh, talk a little bit about uh, Manted and what that's about. I wanted to bring up uh, some of the poster art, too, because the poster, 
is is uh, you know fantastic in that uh, it really grabbed my eye. So let me let me take this down real quick and then uh, pop this up. Yeah, you got that Rosemary's Baby type uh, feel to it with with a nice uh, you know mantis leg sticking out of the you know the the um, the bassinet. Um, but can you talk to us a little bit about uh, Manted and, and where that came from? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'll start with the poster. First of all, the, that poster and the, the art for the girls also were done by my girlfriend, Brandy Bryant, who's also the writer on the film. Nice. Um, yeah, I love Rosemary's Baby. It, it's funny. I didn't even think about that at the time. I had this image. The first image I had was of a Manted looking over a cradle right. and so i drew a storyboard of this and everything came from that um i'll try to post that on social later but uh cool yeah so i'm really into ufology and we've all seen like the uh disturbing horror stories like you know fire in the sky and all those movies with like the the scary gray aliens which where i think most people are familiar with but there are uh people out there who have claimed to have either you know witnessed or uh been abducted by even um by these praying mantis like beings mm. and i found that really interesting I, I was reading a lot of stories um from people who claim these incidents happened and they seem very sincere um whether you believe it or not i was just interested in the topic and so i was uh laying in bed one night and that's what i like to do when i come up with horror movies is like what scares me yeah uh, what am I interested in long term? Because working on a film is very difficult and you have to, you know, stay with it long term. I love aliens. And so I started thinking about uh, what's scarier than a gray alien at the foot of my bed is a giant bug. A giant praying menace uh, terrifies me. And I had never seen that on screen the way I would do it, at least. And so I wanted to explore that. And um my girlfriend, Brandy Bryant, she did all the practical effects. She built this giant puppet and uh, with, you know, the, the claws and everything, um, uh, working mandibles. And yeah, it, it was pretty like shocking to walk in before we started filming, just seeing this thing late at night. You just see the silhouette in the front room, you know, as we're going to grab a drink from the fridge or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was a lot of fun. That sounds so intense. You know, I, I, I flip out when uh, my girlfriend's uh, mannequin uh, is just like sitting there around the corner uh, downstairs and, and I forget to turn on the light. You know, I've, I've tripped once and almost fell really hard. So so I can imagine just seeing the outline of a giant. Yeah. I mean, it, it's as large as a human. So it, it looks like someone or something is standing there. So Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, well, and, and you know, when you get that silhouette too, like silhouettes are so iconic. You know, once you got that, yeah, you know, you got magic in a bottle. Um, yeah. And you know, I love dark lighting, anyways. I mean, mm -hmm. um, my team gets on me for every time we light anything, even interviews. I, you know, I'm like darker, darker. I, I really love shadows. I feel like a lot of movies today are overlit, and um, I mean, it's, it's subjective, but I, I grew up with a lot of movies where you can just barely make out something coming out of a shadow. And that's what scared me. And so right. you know, the imagery of like a, a mantid sticking his head out of the closet was the, one of the first things I thought of. And yeah, yeah. That, that sounds freaky as hell. 
Oh man, I, I I don't I wouldn't want to be at that house. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to have like Michael Myers with the mask on, but it, it's yeah, it's still it's the shape of a man, you know, versus a fucking mantis. God damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you know Michael Myers was I, I'm big into slashers too, and um, so that's one of the big inspirations on the curls as well, like uh, old like 80s slasher films. Yeah. I'm big into those because uh, Michael Myers scared me a lot when I was a kid. Uh, that shot, you know, when Laurie Strode is like looking out the window and he's down by the clothesline, you know, that, that freaked me out. And I, I think it was more so her performance as an actress, just yeah. the way she was scared, it made me scared. And uh, right. yeah, I love that sort of thing. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, yeah. I, I think you're right too. Like, uh, um, yeah. Had she responded something different, like, uh, you know, you know, I mean, granted, we're in a comedy, same scene. He's he's standing out there and stuff. But, uh, you know, she could just be laughing or something. It's like, look, look at this asshole with the mask on, you know, and then. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've seen that meme out there that's, uh, you know, she's looking out the window and then Michael Myers is out there. I think he's like playing cards or raking the lawn and then Jason Voorhees joins her. And it's just it's really hysterical. A little piece yeah. someone made. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Um, yeah, you know, uh, growing up, uh, you know, was was uh, Halloween like one of your big influences? Oh, definitely. Well, any anything John Carpenter, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, but it, it mostly scared me. Um, you know, Child's Play two, particularly uh, Halloween. A lot of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. These movies scared me a lot, and it took me several years to get over them. Oh, um, I used to check under my bed every day for Chucky. You know, I when I was little, I was so terrified. But as I got over it, um, I started like, you know, how you like uh, if you have a fear of dogs and, you know, if you want to get used to it, you have to spend time around dogs. And that's this, the same thing with horror films. And, and right. so now it's my it's my favorite genre of, of film. So, yeah, that, that's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you, you know, once you realize, you, you know, you, you've got some kind of, uh, you know, phobia. Yeah. Just like you said, you know, sticking around with that, you know, brings that anxiety down, you know, the more you do it, the more, you know, you know, the more used to it you, you get. Um, I, yeah, I used to do that a lot with, uh, with films that I thought were, you know, pretty, uh, were going to be, you know, pretty taboo and offensive, like something like human centipede or, uh, something is, God awful is like Serbian film. Jeez. Yeah. You know, but, but those are the ones that like, yeah, okay. I've seen it done. Don't need to go back. You know? Yeah. Right. And, and now like, I mean, I think a lot of horror fans uh, can relate. Like we're constantly, you know, it's like chasing the dragon. Constantly oh, yeah. looking for the next scare, the next scream. And um, I, I guess that they don't, it doesn't do it for me like they used to like the exorcist used to scare me a lot and now it, it doesn't scare me as much so mostly because I'm, I'm i i look at the the filmmaking i'm looking for the the effects i love the camera work the lighting i'm constantly looking for that stuff yeah uh, you're looking at the you know the ways that they they tell the story all the the tools and and uh, the technical prowess i i do the same thing too like i'm i'm you know if if it can grab me and take me along for the ride and I get lost in the story. Great. But, uh, but then, you know, the ones that I really, you know, love that I, you know, grew up with, that got its anchors deep inside me, uh, from the get go. Um, 
you know, now I, I do watch those to see how they're made and, you know, what kind of shots that they, that they do and how, how things are, you know, lit. You know, you, know, you were talking about like creatures coming out of the darkness, like alien. Oh, things yeah. That so oh yeah. Well, I, I love that movie. Oh, it's so effective. Yeah. You know, a lot of some of the best effects are, are the uh, cheapest things are the, the simplest things to pull off. I mean, it probably wasn't simple for the crew, but you know what I'm saying. And they they were they weren't this huge these huge contraptions always. So, right. I I I always feel like there's there's something you know, missed uh, amongst uh, so many of these like uh, you know uh, CG generated films. Not everyone. Um, I think there's like uh, there's that Netflix film, The Ritual, where the the creature reveal at the end is just outstanding and bonkers um and most of that is a mixture of practical and cg um oh, yeah but uh you know you see some, yeah you see some of these like larger film fairs you know like like the current crop of alien films where most of that cg it's just like man it just doesn't do it for me anymore i already know what the creature looks like i think there's a time and a place um i I like a lot of CG. I'm personally not going to use a whole lot of it, of it in my personal films. Right. Um, unless I absolutely have to. I mean, there's certain things you, you know, if, if it's there, it can, it can definitely aid us. But um, something like Jurassic Park has been talked about a lot because it's so effective mi mixing practical and CG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, still, it's some of the most amazing effects I've ever seen. So even it looks better than the newer Jurassic World movies, in my opinion. So. I I would agree. Um, I think a, a big part of it too was was how it was shot. It was you know because it, it just feels like you know you you're coming from the 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 point the perspective of like you're the small human and and you got these majestic amazing you know animals that you're coming into and along with that is is the terror. So it's like from it's always from like the ground up you know that you're looking and then yeah, I noticed yeah. With, a lot of the new like Jurassic World, it's you're kind of looking down at at these creatures and and uh, they're over over per, uh, perfected, you know, almost to the point where it's starting to feel like Uncanny Valley type stuff. And there's just like it's, it's really really hard to get me engaged. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of it too has to do with the, the lack of focus. Um, there's so much going on and. It's time yeah. it, can be, it can be incredible, but it's it's a bit overwhelming. Whereas, like you know, Spielberg in the original uh, really yeah. set the stage. Like when the T Rex can, and you know, the scene yeah. with the and everything. It, the, that's what you were focused on. You weren't turning away for anything else. So. No, no, that uh, yeah, that grabbed my attention. You know, kind of the same way, like uh, you know, Jaws and uh, you know, Close Encounters. You know, that he did. You know, you know, really uh, grabbed my imagination. Um, E.T. was the one that I screamed the loudest in as a kid. Scream, uh, um, because you were scared or just cheering yep. along? Yep, I was, I was, E.T. scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, yeah, in the, in the theater, yeah, the scene where uh, Elliot and E.T. run into each other in the cornfield and they scream at each other, they run in opposite directions. I screamed with them. Yeah, well, it, Again, it, they do such a good job with making you identify with Elliot, you yeah. know, and it's like you feel everything through his uh, 
persona the same way that he builds everything through et in the film yeah. it's kind of interesting in that way so in a way the viewer fills everything with et as well it's it's there's not too many films like that in my opinion where that, that i've seen that wow but i mean by the end of the movie your heart is like breaking uh -huh. such a great film it, it very much is I, I still you know tear up you know when it's um you know et at at the end there and, and then uh you know he kind of dies and then you know luckily you're rejuvenated because he comes back you know it's like oh who knew he was the christ uh you know you know character but uh uh but you know i was so glad that that happened as a kid yeah uh, the the funny thing is too yeah and i gotta comment on this is yeah um and i'm, I'm totally my mom's kid you know uh, but, uh, like Paddington too is another one that, that makes me just tear up And my girlfriend. Yeah. The final scene in the film, she can just set a clock and I just start, you know, the, the waterworks start up. Um, and, uh, it's, it's awesome. absolutely hilarious, but it's such a sweet, sweet film. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. One for me is a never ending story, you know, where oh, you know, yes. The horse. yes. Another great practical effects movie. Well, wow. but, uh, so good. I love so good. it. Yeah, I just watched that again on a plane ride. I think uh, of all places to Cincinnati. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, God, what a great movie. Um, you know, kind of thinking on on the girls too. The way you describe it, it, it really sounds like it's you know, um, it almost yeah you know, sounds like there's. I mean, there, there's the horror aspect, but you know, with these four friends. You know, it sounds like there's like this potential for like kind of that Scooby in the gang, you know, type of adventure as well. You know, I might be projecting, but it, it sounds like, you know, such a fun premise. And then, you know, how things, you know, kind of turn dark and, and uh, monstrous, you know, later on in, in your script. Yeah, um, you know, I, I can't wait to see how that's, you know, how that's approached and handled. Yeah, so I mean, it starts off with these uh, four trans women, and they go to this party, and we're going to have a lot of people there. So they're going to meet allies that may or may not, you know, uh, meet up come at later points in the film to help them. So it is very much like that. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. We just want to show badass women um, on screen and uh, kick ass. I mean, you know, they're as they say, you have to put your character up in a tree and then throw apples at them for a little bit. Right. But, um, one right. thing, you know, I, I think it's by Act Three, it's going to be a lot of fun just to see the like the audience cheer because of the they know that the revenge is coming. Good. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to uh, write more of that in the next draft and film that. I'm so excited. So we have some great things planned. That that's always something with like a horror genre is you know terrible things happen to you know good people. Terrible things also happen to really bad people. And, you know, that's when I don't really, you know, care too much. But, you know, at the end of it, it's like, man, you know, you get that, like, kind of that letdown. And that's just part of sometimes with some horror films is that trope where, no, nope, bad things happen and, and it just gets worse. And, you know, everybody dies or, you know, nothing good comes of it. Um, but I always love it when, especially in horror genre, when, you know, the actual bad guys, you know, get their cum muffins, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think a lot of our real life anger towards everything going on in the world has right. uh, 
you know, gone into this this film, and um, I'm not really that political of a person, so it's I, I get out my anger through art. So uh, yeah, a lot of that is is me and my co-writers uh, coming through the characters, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to you know get revenge on these guys that we've created. Um, certainly, it's not our place to do that in real life or anything, but right. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of like uh, filmmaking and art, you know, is, is good storytelling, but also, you know, kind of putting up that mirror to reflect, uh, you know, the world. Yeah, yeah. Some people are, are great at, at real life activism and, um, you know, other people are just artists and we're all born differently. And uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's really just part of the film, honestly. Right. So um, they're... Right. Uh, I see a lot of um, real life bigots who don't seem to have a lot of motivation for what they're doing or saying. They uh, they're they're drawn to uh, bad things, Nazism even. Um, it it's really sad. I think a lot of people get sucked down these rabbit holes, uh, whether it's through online media or I have no idea what it is. But uh, there's just so much hatred and vitriol these days. Right. Um, and I just, I, I just wanted to show a, a group of women who are full of love. I mean, you know, they, they love each other. They, they're very uh, catty sometimes, and uh, you know, they love to talk shit. But it's all in good fun. That's that's cool. Um, yeah, I want want to go ahead and throw up the the artwork for uh, the girls real quick, and then uh, you know, talk a little bit about the the, the talent that uh, you've uh, pulled together for the film. Um, sure. Let me let me bring up the uh, the girls poster. This is an awesome poster, you know. For when I first uh, saw it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody's gonna make a practical effects like uh, you know Cthulhu esque type, you know, because when I see tentacles, I always get, that's my go to, right? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that it, it's it's pretty striking, you know, you know, just like uh, the 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 Mantid poster. Um, but yeah, can you uh, you know talk about the some of the talent that you've uh, pulled together uh, for the film? Yeah, so uh, we have um, first of all um, playing the role of Pixie, one of the four girls, is writer Avalon, and I had her in mind when I was writing the script. Um, I've met her several times in real life, and just a really cool, talented girl, uh, a musician, a model. And I just kept thinking of her every single time I started writing for this character, Pixie. Um, she was the first one that that I had cast. And um, recently we have announced um, MMA fighter, Alana McLaughlin as, as Ash. Cool. This is our like tough character, you know, the one who's very protective of the girls. Um, very fun. Uh, doesn't quite get the jokes or the ways of the other girls, but when shit hits the fan, she'll be first in line to step up. Um, today, we just announced our lead, I mean, you could say final girl, Luna. And this is a girl named Sarah Bella Dofire. She sent in an audition. We, we did an open audition, by the way. Oh, cool. For a second, just because, so a lot of, trans women um, and men and non-binary people don't really have a lot of opportunities in work. 
anyways, just in mainstream nine to five work, um, you know, much less opportunities to, to be in a film. So when I first announced the open casting call, I got a lot of messages, um, emails and everything. They were like, so this is the open casting call. Is this for me? Do I have to be an actor? Do I have to have an IMDb already? And I'm like, no, this is for everybody. Yeah. Um, I wanted an opportunity to uh, give LGBTQ people in general a chance to be a part of something that I feel really strongly about. And some of the auditions we got were incredible. Um, cool. This one from Cerebella Dofire, though, was so unique. And we were five seconds in. My producer and I were watching it. And we were just like, wow. Stop right there. I'm in. Yeah. And uh, so we got her for, we've been doing some uh, Zoom call auditions. And uh, she just blew us away with, uh, you know, her acting abilities and her range. And uh, so excited, so excited for her to play our lead girl. So we still have one more girl uh, for the role of Dahlia that we're going to announce uh, pretty soon. Cool. So hopefully in the next week. But, right. uh, with, with that, you already made the decision and just are waiting to announce, or, or you're still kind of, you know, thinking on it? Uh, we pretty much made the decision at this point. So, yeah, right. I look forward to that. Um, so we have... Uh, one of one of the three bigots that we can talk about, we have Jonathan Lee Foster. He's actually my brother. Uh, a lot of people don't know that, but he's going to play uh, the the role of Bull, who is this really big, silent type, uh, really scary. He's kind of like the strong arm. Yeah. Um, I've been promising my brother for years that if I ever he we have this running joke. He, he's like, if you ever make this uh, like a Bigfoot movie or any or a very uh, Jason Voorhees-inspired film. Anything, I want to play the bad guy. You know, I want to be your slasher killer. And so I kept my promise. I was like, yeah, let's let's have you play Bull. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of the roles, it's so complicated because of, you know, the recent SAG strike. Um, we were in talks with uh, some SAG actors. And... Uh, you know, I'm hoping that we can still work with them, you know, either after this, the strike ends or, you know, we're currently looking into the uh, the, the waiver that they're offering as well uh, for independent films. Okay. And, and so I have a couple of people in mind that I, I can't wait to work with and announce. And um, some of the people involved are so excited and we are just so excited. And I think people's minds are going to be blown. That's, that's and, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say at this point. No, that's, that's cool. Hey, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of this stuff. So I, I can't wait to, to see those announcements come out, you know, and, and uh, hopefully, yeah, the, the union strikes, you know, they, they, they reach some kind of settlement, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. And that really I, don't, I don't, I don't want to make this about me or the project. I, I fully support the, the strikes for the, for SAG-AFTRA as well as the WGA. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, which is easy for me because I've always been anti-Hollywood. So I don't really, I'm not big into like billionaire executives to begin with. But um, the things that they've uh, done and said recently with the AI and just like actors losing their houses and everything that's come out is like unbelievable and totally against that. So yeah, yeah, it's it's well, it's 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 anti-human. You know, it's just right. It's, yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. 
the um you know this this last weekend uh elise and i uh we we went and saw joe bob briggs at uh scream screen um at uh, the c center and somebody was bringing that up and you know he, he pointed out it's like you know you know uh, he was asking, well, what do you think about Hollywood kind of, you know, he's like, you know, going away. Good. That's fine. They'll always be filmmakers. They'll always be, you know, storytellers. The ones I celebrate, you know, usually don't, aren't part of that, that union or that scene, you know, they're, they're out there dredging it. And they're the ones that, that need the, the most support, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I've seen some um, horrible comments uh just on scrolling through social media from just your average person and uh a lot of them are just mean but i think a lot of people are misguided because they'll they'll think about tom hanks or you know any of these right. big actors or actresses and they'll say oh what do they need more money for and um right. i think they don't understand that there's a lot of working actors out there who uh I forget the percentage, but it was an incredible amount of people who couldn't even afford health care because you have to make a certain amount per year. Uh, they struggle with food and um, bills and everything else that everyone else does. I mean, these are regular people who are working actors. Yeah. And, you know, they do deserve their residuals and to be treated properly. And um, this whole AI thing is, is crazy. Like, there's no reason that you should be scanned. I think it was something like you get scanned as a background actor, right? And then uh, they can use you forever with uh, by and pay you once. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. That's the idea that uh, you could, uh, you know, your likeness could be owned into uh, uh, perpetuity is uh, disgusting. You know, uh, I mean, no, no artist would want that. So why would your your you know, for their art? Yeah, uh, which so much of uh, what AI is 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 based off of that. So why would uh, an individual, you know, sign that away for two hundred dollars a day? You know, for a day rate, one one time. Um, it's it's disgusting, and you know, gotta I, yeah, I wouldn't want to be owned by Disney. Ugh. No, no, that sounds horrible. I mean, yeah. they they can't treat their their properties they own with respect. How would they treat people with respect? I mean, right. Right, right, very much so. Um, you know, with with the girls too, you have uh, you know an amazing composer. Uh, I, I think lined up as well. Can you talk a little bit about him? Yes, we have uh, Simon Boswell attached. And uh, if you don't know Simon Boswell, just go check out his IMDb right now. It's it's fantastic. Uh, he's done some amazing stuff, like you know, stage fright. I started off like working with Argento and Goblin on uh, Phenomena and incredible wow. stuff out there. So, um, yeah, yeah, we we are so excited for that. That's I'm a big fan of music, and I can't wait to hear what he comes up with. Yeah, um, I think he's already like coming up with stuff maybe or thinking about things because he likes to read the script and then start working right away. I guess. Um, nice. But but he really liked our script. And he jumped on right away, like when we told him the concept, uh, because there's not much out there like that. And one of the things that we wanted to do was have a real score with like somebody incredible. Like I didn't think we would get Simon, but I'm I'm blown away that we did. But uh, it, because I think LGBTQ people deserve a real film. And yeah. That's not to say that other films I've seen are not real. That's not what I mean. It's just I I wanted to do the best that I could. I wanted to. We've already discussed with, with Simon that we want 
some really epic theme songs and you know he's he's done some like really epic western stuff in the past too so i, I really um i'm just inspired by all sorts of genres of film and music alike so it's very important to me that it stands up to like the the imagery that i have in mind so oh, man this, this is sounding amazing and uh you know it, it it's like yeah it's kind of like an onion you know it's so many amazing layers to it you know um yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't wait to, yeah, to to see this. It, you know, and then of course, yeah, I, I've got to talk about, uh, you know, my friend, uh, you know, Adam, uh, Adam Dougherty with Creature Kid. You, you get, you got him on board. I, you know, that guy is just amazing. You know, he's, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, uh, I went to the Creature Kid studios a few times. Um, and the things I saw, in, I could, unfortunately, I could never talk about it. You know, it's all in the wraps. But the things I saw just were mind blowing. I, I knew instantly I wanted Creature Kid on this project. Um, and and uh, he's excited to do like creatures on our film and um, practical effects and very like for our kills. I, I don't. There's like this uh, uh, thing I always talk about where like. A lot of films today will have like a guy running after you with an axe and it's just an extended shot of a guy chopping up people with an axe, which is fun. I like that. But I prefer like the old, like old school, like Tom Sabini magic trick type kills, you know, as part of the And so that's what we're going for on this film as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I think of Tom Sabini, I think of, uh, you know, poor Kevin Bacon and the arrow going through him. Yes. Yes. I love stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. So we have so many exciting kills that I'm just excited about. I love writing kills, especially. So we just want people to have fun. You know, yeah. it's not just a big political piece. It's just a movie. We want people to have a good time at the movies. So. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's that's so cool. You know, Krista, this sounds absolutely amazing. I I'm so excited for you and and uh, you know to see what what you and your your production team you know comes up with. Um, when do you think uh, you guys are going to be able to go into production? Well, so we're uh, currently raising uh, funds for the Indiegogo. Assuming that all that goes well, um, we're just going to continue either way. But we we always plan sometime in November to start shooting parts of like the exterior photo shots uh, for that reason, because we wanted the, the color leaves and like this amazing scenery. Um, uh, we're planning to shoot on 35 millimeter film also wow uh, awesome. and uh yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stoked about that uh so and a lot of stuff can be indoors or like on sets that we plan to build so we can shoot that you know going through the next year but um we've always planned to have this film ready by the the, the fall festival 2024 uh season so wow that sounds yeah. that sounds wonderful um yeah, I can't, uh, you know, and, and for everybody that's out there, make sure you go again, go to the Indiegogo. The link is is scrolling down below you and it's in the comment section. And, you know, you, uh, you've got a number of uh, amazing, um, you know, incentives, too. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we have all sorts of, uh, well, starting off at the lower end, well, actually, starting off with no incentives like that um if you can't afford to contribute or you know or just in a bad place you, you can always just share the message retweet us and just uh you know try to support us in any way you can we appreciate that and 
um, starting at the lower end, we, you know, we have uh, digital scripts, uh, we have uh, posters and all kinds of artwork. Then we get into t-shirts and there's a swag package with all sorts like posters. And um, as you climb up, you can come on as a, there's a special thanks credit. You'll be in the film. Um, there is a uh, associate producer package. There's an executive producer package, you know, where you'll get to come out to the VIP premiere. There's a, uh, a rap party, all sorts of things. So go check it out on Indiegogo. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, everybody out there, you know, go to Indiegogo, support the girls. God. Yes. Damn it, bring it to fruition. Uh, man, that's that sounds absolutely wonderful. Uh, this is my type of film, you know, I, yeah. I, and uh, I, yeah, I can't wait to see it. And, and uh, yeah, my hat's off to you. It, film, you know, filmmaking is such a, you know, huge endeavor. You know, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, it, it takes so many people and so many talents and, you know, yeah, it really does take a village and, and uh, you as, you know, director, co-writer, uh, producer and, and all that, that's so many hats that you have to wear and so many roles you have to juggle. Right. Yeah. I can't, um, I'm having such a hard time even getting into the directorial aspects of this, like in, in terms of like my shot list and storyboards and everything, because I've been producing a lot with my co-producer Blair Hawkins, who was awesome by the way. Um, and been writing tons of emails, making phone calls and just really trying to make this happen, not only for this project, but just, I want to help other people. I'm trying to like, I really like the idea of like hiring other people who, you know, want to work on something like this there's a lot of people who love film are big fans of film don't know how to get started don't know that have never touched a camera in their in their lives um but you know that they want to come on as a pa or you know yeah. just to learn and i think that's really fantastic so i'm i'm excited uh to help people i'm excited for people to help me because i'm still learning so oh that's that's cool yeah, yeah um yeah it's 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 it sounds like it's one of those projects that, uh, you know, can really uh, uh, kind of spark a, a wonderful, uh, you know, creative community. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I've already met so many amazing people and you, you can't do it alone. I mean, no. when I was in high school, I'm glad I didn't start then because, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, very much a loner. I'm an introvert by nature and mm -hmm. and I, I've learned to open up and collaborate and um, I'm just there's three co-writers on this project. So we had a lot of fun and I know a lot of people have a hard time writing with someone else, but I wrote with two other people and we're all very happy with the direction it's going. And um, everyone we bring on, like, I, I just like, it's been so cool because one of uh, the things I wanted to do from the beginning was have everybody on set just be like, like a family. I wanted everybody to feel like they're a part of it right down to the caterer, you know? If yeah. one person has an idea, I'm all here. So I just want to make the best project, and uh, it's our fun. So that's that's awesome, and it's it's very endearing too. So um, you know, I think that that's what the you know the world needs more of. You know, fantastic art. You know, by you know you know from fantastic uh, you know people with fantastic voices. Uh, that's cool. Um, looks like do we have a comment that came in? Uh, Oh yeah, uh, Jason said uh, word. <laughs> word. 
Jason. <laughs> Short and to the point, I guess. Uh, but uh, uh, Krista, we're we're about out of time. Is there you know anything else that uh, you know we haven't touched on that uh, that you want to uh, you know remark about? I just want to you know motivate people to um, make their own films and and don't be scared to go out there and just like you know grab any like grab your phone like seriously I know that's like a tired thing to say but seriously just there's this amazing editing uh, equipment. At, at your fingertips you can do cgi at home now even if you need to uh, uh look for other people in your local communities go on facebook if you have to like find other filmmakers and, and collaborate because right. if you try to do everything yourself you you, you may have luck but I, I doubt you'll get very far so um you know connect with other awesome people and um start you don't have to jump right into a feature you can just you can do a short film i started with the three minute short um, then I moved on to like, I think it's a 12 or 13 minute short and now we're working on a feature. Nice. So it's one step at a time. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Krista, it's, it's been an honor to, to be able to chat with you about uh, you know, your okay. creative process and, and your work. And, uh, you know, thanks for being so generous with your time. Um, but uh, again, everybody out there, go to Indiegogo, support Krista and her team's uh, amazing effort, and uh, you know, uh, this is how uh, amazing uh, art comes about. You know, with the community. Um, yeah, uh, Krista, stick around for a few minutes while we sign off. But again, thanks for being so generous with your time. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Cool. Um, and then uh, to everybody that uh, tuned in, thanks so much, guys, and to our sponsors, the Mutiny Information Cafe. If you're going to start a revolution, make sure you're caffeinated. And to our friends at uh, Hellfire Entertainment, thanks for rebroadcasting re us on your social media. To Groovy TV, and of course to Alien Donut Films and Angela Joseph Productions. To Bill and Angela over there, respectively. Uh, thanks for helping us out. And of course, uh, to my producers, uh, Lily Fisher, Amanda Armstrong, and Stephen Santa Cruz. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And to everybody out there, be good, be kind, help each other out during tough times, and stay spooky, everybody. Have a good night, and we'll see you next.